Obvious question, if a student claims to be a Christian, should the Christian faith be important to them? What about the church or youth group? Should that be important to them? Or has the church become irrelevant in the life of a student? Even a student that would say they're Christian. Who has the most influence in their life? These are important questions that we'll be discussing today. And we're hearing directly from students. We're not going to assume what they think. We're not going to project our thoughts. We're going to hear directly from them in a very, very recent survey with some data that's very fresh here on this episode of The Thought Factory. I'm Jeff Eckert. I'm Jason Brewer. And this is The Thought Factory. The Thought Factory podcast is brought to you by Never the Same. Cultivating students through biblical discipleship and spiritual disciplines using theology, community, and technology. Learn more at neverthesame.org. All right, well, it's Jason and I and one other person, another host with us today. We're excited. Jason, introduce this person. This is Becca Ebenhock. Welcome to the studio. Thanks. It's so good to have you with us. Becca is a longtime friend, new time staff member here at Never the Same. And Becca, tell us about yourself. Yeah, um, I'm Becca. I just moved to Grand Rapids a couple months ago. Um, originally from Wisconsin, go Packers. Um, but I went to school uh, for four years doing youth ministry. And so I have been uh, amongst youth ministry for the past, you know, nine, ten 15 years, um, moved to different states, but I've been doing uh, youth ministry out in the West Coast in California um, and a mixture of other uh, different jobs and business type things. And now I am here with Never the Same, back full circle. Um, so I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So Becky, you traveled with us, oh, it's been over 10 years ago now for a couple summers in NTS yep. camp. Yep. And 10 years, actually. 10 years. And then we just kept in touch with each other, all of us. You became not just the summer staff, which we have a lot of college students, but a friend over the years and a great advocate in youth ministry. You've got a youth ministry major under your belt in college. Yep. yep. And then you've spent a lot of years out in the field in a lot of unique situations. Give them one other fun fact of what you do in the wintertime for a few weeks, which I think people would be interested in. Well, I work for a company that does cruises for NFL teams, so... I am an event planner, and I get to go on cruise ships with past and present players and their fans and uh, basically let people have fun. It's like a tailgate at sea. And and you're, you're always looking for volunteers to join you on this cruise. So yeah. really, anybody in the audience, if you're interested in joining Becca and her team on a cruise, apparently she's looking for people to just go on the cruise and, and work so we're 18 not, hours a day, right? Pretty much, yeah. 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 24 so hours a day. 24 so we're, hours. We're not going to tell you, but if you can find Becca... And you can get in touch with her, <laughs> and maybe you can get that gig, because that sounds like a pretty nice gig, actually. Little do you know that her email will be in the description. Oh, boy. <laughs> there we go. Becca, Awkward. get ready. <laughs> I, I do need people, though. Get ready for uh, There you go. Well, if you're into the NFL, might be something you're interested in. Well, Becca, it's great to have you with us, and we're going to continue to look today at some data, some research that... We got from students over the summer of 2022, and as we record this, this data is really fresh, really new, and it is something that, as we look at it, it's going to speak something very unique and, and information that we can hear from students themselves that 
we're not going to hear anywhere else. And we're excited to go over today just some of these ideas of like faith and students, their experience, their understanding, how youth group plays in. Our constituency of students that we ask is over 2,100 students from 21 states. And as they're sharing with us, we're hearing from them. Now, we're going to learn today that a good number of these students are what we would consider to be our kind of classic, typical youth group kids. They're not all Christians, but a lot of them are. Well, let's let's start with this first question, and that is we ask students, for most students I know, the Christian faith is, and then we gave them a variety of ways to respond. It could either be very important, somewhat important, neither important or unimportant, somewhat unimportant or very unimportant. So for students I know, most students I know, we ask them, the Christian faith is what? How important? And what we found here is that 50% said that faith, for the people they know, most students they know, is either neutral or unimportant. So half of students surveyed said that when it comes to faith and how important it is to students, it was either neutral or unimportant. And you would think that it would be more important than what's stated in this data. But half is like, man, that's right down the line. It's not important. They're saying it's not important or very little importance on it at all. The next question that we asked was in regards to church. My church is, and then we asked, is it very important in my life, somewhat important in my life, neither important or unimportant, or somewhat unimportant or very unimportant? And 91% say somewhat or very important, which is an incredibly high number, which is probably one of the highest numbers that we've had so far in the data that we've looked at and all the research. I was actually really surprised by how high that number is, and I think that can speak a lot. We're going to talk later about just some things that we can take away from this data, but the fact that if you ask a student uh, that's a part of a church, how important is that church in your life? And 91%, I mean, basically 9 out of 10 would say, it's either somewhat important or very important. In fact, the very important number is the highest number, and it's bigger than all the rest of the responses combined. 63% of students are saying, "Is my church is very important in my life. We move on to asking about their youth group, which is the same responses, very important, somewhat important, neither important or unimportant, somewhat unimportant or very unimportant. And again, 87% say it's somewhat or very important. So again, it, the top answers are my youth group is important in some way. So almost 9 out of 10, where these two numbers between the church and the youth group are very similar in what the students are saying is important in their life. Uh, the next question we asked was, the person that impacts my faith the most is, um, and we said parents, pastors, adult church leaders, friends, or a relative. And uh, it was pretty close on the adults and the parents. And so just off by 1%, uh, they said 29% was that their adult leaders are the most important uh, person in their faith walk. And uh, it said 28% were, uh, were parents were the most equally important as well. And so I find that pretty interesting that they're so close together, which is a huge advocate for, um, you know, partnering with parents and leaders in the church. And so um, bravo on that. 
And I think, too, like, the other part of that is that they rated friends as 20%. I think a lot of times we, again, can very easily assume with students, well, their peers really are the people they're listening to. But to me, this reinforces the fact that if you're out there and you might be a parent or an adult volunteer in a youth ministry somewhere, that you play a really pivotal role, probably more than you know. And if you've been around the students for a while, or if you have one, and I've been both volunteer, youth pastor, pastor, parent, you know, I can't think of one time that during their adolescent years they've come up to me and said, thank you for the impact that you're making in my life. They just won't do that. But but again, over and over, and this, this research has been pretty consistent with us over the years as we've asked this question or similar, that adults play a really important role in the lives of students. Becca, when we were talking about this research earlier, you pointed out something because it says there the most the person that impacts my faith the most and pastor was one of the options and that was 18%. You had something really interesting on that. Yeah, I just found it interesting um of just how important um it is for the senior pastor to be an advocate of your youth ministry. Um that was obviously just a little bit lower but um, how much higher could it be uh, if we see the senior pastor more, if the youth kids see the senior pastor more? And so um, when you find a senior pastor championing the youth pastor, um, I think those things start to uh, correlate together. Jeff, you hit on this as well, where they won't necessarily speak to you directly about how important you are in their life. But anonymously, they're saying adults are important. So the encouragement is to continue to pour into the lives of students, to continue to, regardless of the response from them, they're not going to say, hey, this was a great talk. Hey, this was a, thanks for challenging me in this area of my life. But by asking them, they are saying, adults are more important than their friends. And that's something that we as adult leaders, as youth leaders, as parents have to just continually be reminded of especially through the tough times, the hard times, when it feels like we're not getting through to them at all. We asked uh, one more question we'll talk about today, and we talked about church attendance and family. So we asked the question, my family attends church. Now, the options were very regularly, somewhat regularly, sometimes rarely or never. And before we get to the numbers, it's important to note that this number seems to be shifting and changing. There's a lot of talk about this. Uh, Barna research organization that tracks a lot of faith and culture and how that integrates. They've done a lot of uh, really great, unique research over the years. Not too long ago, a few years ago, they redefined what regular church attendance means in terms of their surveys, and it went from what they would consider regular being twice a month to regular attendance in their surveys for the sake of their definition, regular attendance being once a month. Now, that was a major change, and there was a, actually a lot of conversation in um, Christian ministry leadership about that because that does kind of speak to our time when church attendance has— it seems to be changing, and it's even hard to know when we ask this question now, what does attendance mean? Because before COVID, that pretty much was u universally defined by I physically go and sit in my church once a week, typically on the weekends. But now, and I can speak this as a lead pastor of a church, I have people that say, well, I attend Daybreak, my church, but 
they're never there physically. So attendance, we didn't define it. We didn't say, what does that mean? We just asked the question. And I, again, was very, very surprised at the response. Um, I thought it would, this probably in my mind could have been the exact opposite. But we asked the question, my family attends church 77% say that their family attends church either somewhat or very regularly. Now, to me, that was very surprising because I thought that might be, you could reverse that. The percentage of never attending is at 5%. And a thought that comes to my mind is, is it reflective of youth ministry? Are we going out and getting the unchurched kids is your youth ministry full of students that don't attend their family doesn't attend or is it reflective of just church kids that their parents are just simply dropping them off by default yeah there's those different kinds of youth ministries out there some youth ministries are basically and this sounds like a terrible and it's a very blunt way of saying but almost like a babysitter for the church kids or they filled with a lot more diversity in terms of church attendance, faith backgrounds, things like that. Ch- students that don't, like you said, Jason, attend church regularly. We come back, we're going to talk about some very, very important takeaways when it comes to the reality of church and how important it is to students as well as their youth group experience and the people that influence them the most. We're going to talk about that when we come back. We've been discussing the responses of students to faith and the many aspects of faith, whether it's church involvement, youth group involvement, and who's important in their lives. And we want to discuss some of the takeaways after looking at at these numbers. And as I look at these numbers, I notice that the same percentage of students say youth group and church are important. And that that is telling because when you compare it to the amount of students that are saying faith, the Christian faith is not important or feel like it's somewhat unimportant in their lives at 50%, but yet it's a higher percentage of those who are saying church and youth group are important. I think that's key for us as leaders to understand the, the value that we can place on the church itself. Yeah, and like what kind of things can we bring into those, you know, church settings or youth group settings to help improve their faith? Uh, thinking past just the actual attendance uh, about how can we start to practice, you know, our faith outside the doors. Yeah, it is. You know, the, the next thing that we're going to talk about in terms of a takeaway is on that note, but that students are saying that their youth group is important to them. And a lot of us listen we may not have the platform of senior pastor lead pastor and we talked about how they're saying church is important but let's just talk about the youth group setting for a minute because a lot of people a lot of you listening you have a platform in the youth ministry you might be a volunteer you might be you know in the youth director position or youth pastor position where you're a little bit more in terms of of control and in charge of things but Let's just stop for a minute and consider this. Like, if you stand up in front of your students 
and you have a subconscious belief that the youth group experience is not that important to your students, you're going to lead totally different than if you think it is important. And here's what students are saying to us is that it is important to them. And I think we ought to be talking about and thinking about why that matters and how that can shape the way we're doing youth ministry, knowing that it is truly important to students. Well, even thinking about it, like why is the church and youth group important for them in their lives? They, they may feel included. They may feel like they're a part of something, involved in something that is larger than themselves. Why is that number so much, not necessarily so much higher, but higher than faith itself and so what what are we doing in our church in our youth group to give students handles to be like okay this is important this community of believers is important but how are we also then pushing them to say aspects of the faith is also important the faith that that comes from reading god's word and praying to the creator of our lives you know that 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 aspect is important too and not just being a part of a community. And I, I think that, you know, if you have this belief that it's important for them, that'll, that'll cause us to step up and lead in different ways. And one of the questions you might be asking students uh, with, with kind of this knowledge and data to reflect that for a lot of students, this is a really important part of their existence is to dive deeper and say, why is this important? What is it about this experience, either youth group or thinking in a larger context here at the local church? And I don't know if you've ever asked that question to your students, but why is it important? And I don't know, uh, again, we can have our thoughts here as adults, and we can project that. My One of my assumptions is that relationships are huge. Absolutely. And that that is an important thing. That's, that's w- one of the reasons why it would be important to them. One of the other questions we thought about is, uh, is a youth group a front door for your church and families? How are you, you know, building these bridges um, into, you know, what we call big church? Um, are you bringing people into uh, your youth group and are they then going into your larger church congregation? Or are they kind of just staying at youth group and not going anywhere after that? Um, it's just a, it's, it's an interesting fact, kind of what people are we drawing into the youth and uh, yeah. That's one of the biggest challenges that we are facing. I know we talked about we talk about that a lot here in our staff and with lots of churches around the country when it comes to youth ministries. How do you build that bridge between a youth group experience and a church experience? Because if I b- I believe if, you, if your youth group's doing what it needs to do, then for a lot of people coming into your church, that youth group is what we call a front door. It's where you're reaching people that don't come to your church and often what happens is if you're reaching students that don't don't go to the church if you can build that bridge then you're bringing whole families through that front door of the youth ministry and, and that's something we need to be talking about because this data is helping us think about those things like if if a small percentage let's say if you thought about your youth ministry in your local church and if it reflects these numbers and 5% of your youth group says they never go to church, is that a number you're comfortable with? Or would you want it to be higher? And what would you want that number to be? And how would you bump that number up? So if that bump, if that number is at 5%, would you say our target is to have 10% of our youth ministry would say they never come to the church so that we can continue to, to 
kind of build that bridge between the community and, and our and our local church. And let me just encourage all of you listening that if you are involved in a local youth ministry that that our youth ministries are on the front edge of reaching people. And we we don't include this typically in this content, but also would include children in that, just next generation ministries and churches. This is where the overwhelming majority of people are coming to know Christ and making first-time faith decisions. And you, as a youth ministry leader listening to this, you can be a great advocate for your local church by reaching more and more unchurched students. Because the sad fact is a lot of local churches are not reaching unreached people. And the easiest, to me, the most... um, effective way to do that is is through children and through students so it's an important thing i hope you don't take your eye off of that and just be content that oh yeah all of our all of our students that come to our youth ministry go to church here i I hope that you're a little bit discontent if that's the case in your youth ministry and one of the easiest ways i think is if you are involved as an adult volunteer in a youth ministry and say the kids that you are leading just by simply having them understand like how important it is to invite their unchurched friends to take that next step just to identify one person in their life that may not attend a church or that they may go it would be awesome if this person came with me to this ministry and and that connection that little bit of elevation of of getting students to recognize those outside of the church to come in you never know how that connection is going to impact that entire family and we did see you know that high percentage of uh, families that do attend church and so um, how can we then you know partner with these families um, and just also bridge that gap and have influence on their lives how can we um, keep that high percentage also of you know adult leaders having high influence in their lives and parents having high influence in their lives? How can we partner with the families, the parents, to be able to keep that um, high percentage? Um, what kind of resources are we giving to parents and families so that they can best uh, influence their students um, and best partner with them is a good question that we that has kind of come out of these questions that we've asked. I think a lot of times, too, Beck, on that note, we tend to probably swing to one end of the pendulum or the other. We Either we ignore parents mm-hmm which I've been a part of ministries and I've led ministries in the past where I've been guilty of that, where we've said, look, we're the experts, we're training the volunteers to influence your kids. And most of the time, youth ministries like that are led by younger leaders that may not be a parent themselves or may not be old enough and and really have enough mileage in their life to realize and recognize. They may say it with their mouth, like, oh yeah, parents are important, but you don't really see it reflected. Or... There's the opposite pendulum side of that where it's like we just totally rely on parents and we say, you know, I was a part of a ministry that said parents are the primary disciple makers of their kids. I agree with that, but I think sometimes that can be used as as um, an excuse for not really being serious about investing it from an adult Uh, volunteer perspective because I would say this we always talked for years there's been this classic term uh, where it's like 
youth ministry is the third voice. It's the third person in a student's life. And that is from a, a time where there was mainly two parents in the household. Now, we don't have that anymore, so it could be maybe a second voice or a third voice. But I always, I always thought of it as in terms of our volunteers are coming alongside the parents. And like you said, Becca, it's, it's important for us to not only recognize parents, but like you said, resource them. I think that's so important. Even beyond just saying, hey, we want to encourage you as a parent, you know, you're doing a great job, but what can we do specific? Because I know most parents I know feel under-equipped to, to be a parent of an adolescent because it just raises so many questions. What do I do and how do I deal with this? And there's so many things flying in the you know to the radar parents and they're overwhelmed but i think us resourcing them is a really really important thing well let me say this that let's not take away from the fact that our students believe that the church is important to them and if i could get on my soapbox just for a second there's too much negativity about the church from inside the church by those who lead it the things that we say on social media, the conversations that we have, the perspective that we have on the church experience and the local church and the church in general, there's way too much negativity out there. And from hearing today, what we're hearing from students themselves is, my church is important to me. So every time you say something that might be derogatory towards your church or towards any church or the church in general, you're really robbing them of that belief now sure we got to be real and honest about things but i just feel like there's too much negativity and i just want to encourage you today as a person that has influence in the heart and the mind and the spiritual life of a student to be uplifting about that thing in their life being the church that's important to them the thought factory podcast is brought to you by never the same whose vision is to see new generations transformed in Christ to further the kingdom of God. Learn more at neverthesame.org.